This episode of Concrete Credentials is presented by BinMaster and its Cement View Cloud Inventory System. BinMaster puts an end to climbing silos. Instead, level sensors send inventory information instantly to a phone or PC, so you can monitor every silo at every location. It even sends automatic text and email alerts. With BinMaster, work is safer, easier, and inventory is always up to date. Hello and welcome to today's installment of Concrete Credentials. I'm Greg Lewis, Chief Communications Officer with the National Ready Mix Concrete Association, and our guest today is Tim Beckin. Tim has worked in the operational side of the Ready Mix Concrete and Aggregate industry for over 30 years with Semstone Products Company and its affiliated companies. Semstone is a 96-year-old Minnesota-based construction materials group providing ready-mixed concrete, sand, gravel, and crushed stone, cement-based packaging products, concrete masonry and landscape materials, as well as manufacturing and logistics businesses. Working with his father over the years, he, along with his brother Thor, is a fourth-generation beckon to lead the organization as it prepares to celebrate a century in business. Tim is also proud to have his son now working in the business as he has for the past few years. Tim leads the Semstone Group of Companies Operations Activities with further responsibilities for the safety, environmental, legal, and information technologies groups. He has also been active in many business development activities over his years in the industry. He is a past chairman of the National Ready Mix Concrete Association, serving in that role in 2010. He was the recipient of Robert Garbini Chairman's Award in 2020 and the Joseph Carpenter Award from the SEO Committee. He is a past president of the Aggregate and Ready Mix Association of Minnesota, serving both in 1996 and 2014. He is a current board member and past chairman of the Concrete Advancement Foundation and served on the MIT Concrete Sustainability Hub Industry Advisory Group. He has also served on the Health East Foundation Board and the Twin Cities Academy, an inner city high achieving charter school. Tim and Roxanne, his wife of nearly 30 years, met at St. Olaf College, have three grown children, Thomas, Megan, and Claire, and reside in Lake Elmo, Minnesota. Tim, welcome to Concrete Credentials. Good morning, Greg. Thank you. Glad to be here. Great to have you on. Appreciate your making time to join us today. I'd like to start uh, by congratulating you and the Semstone team for receiving uh, the Concrete Innovations Award for Innovative Company in the inaugural year uh, of this awards program. Um, I read through the nomination, uh, and and I confess I had no idea all of the things that Semstone is doing to reduce its environmental impact. And I'm hoping you can talk a little bit about some of this work and what drives you and your team to continue to find ways to improve your operations. Yeah, thank you, Greg. Uh, we were very excited to be uh, the initial winner of the Innovation Award. In fact, when we went to the award ceremony, it was really an exciting event. Um, and we really enjoyed not only obviously winning, but just hearing the other submissions for the other categories. It really was inspiring to hear what other people really are doing in the greater concrete industry. Um, in our case, we were just so proud of that. You know, what we do and what we have done and what our staff kind of put together it demonstrated what we're doing both in recycled water and recycled aggregates and EPDs and low carbon mixes, but then what we're also doing throughout our facilities with solar panels and uh, different energy saving devices. 
And so ultimately as overall package, we were just really excited to win this award. And I think it's a testament to our team and to our staff and what we have put together. You've got a, you've got a great group of folks there. And um, I think uh with your leadership and Thor's leadership, it's no surprise to me that you were able to move the needle as far as you have uh, on innovation and on addressing some of these issues. I think it's incredible work. Um, I'll say that I consider what your team has accomplished as a prime example of industry leadership. You've given a number of examples of the way Semstone is innovating and leading with some of the things you're doing, but there are a lot of examples of innovation and leadership across the industry as well. What are some of the things other NRMC member companies uh, are doing that you might be aware of uh, that inspire you to try to go even further in your efforts to innovate? You know, I think uh, when I talk to other members across the country, some of the things that really excite me, you know, it's it's everything from how they're conserving energy or water at their plants, but what they're doing with mixes and pushing the limits of recycled materials or things even like ground glass or other pozzolans. And, and I think that that's just amazing uh, way that the industry is pushing to make the product more and more sustainable. But beyond that, they're also, you'll hear from members who they are putting together training programs for their staff to, I think, to really breed innovation and bring in the new people into the industry and into their staff that really help foster this, this change that's happening. And, uh, you know, and it's happening fast. And so I think you're going to see some some rapid change in the business over the next uh, decade. I would certainly agree with that. And um, I, I think I'm going to give you a chance here to, to, to take out your crystal ball. Um, you know, our listeners are always interested to get some insight into what's next, what some of the things are that are on the horizon as it relates to the ready mix industry. As a former NRMCA chairman, where do you see the concrete industry heading over the next decade? You know, Greg, I, I think it's going to change in so many ways. It's going to change in the way we deliver concrete. You know, obviously the driver shortage that the entire industry or the is facing, it's going to just change the way we, we do the basics of delivery and the way we produce concrete. It might be where we're doing all the concrete is being batched from a <clears throat> centralized spot. I, I really believe that we're also going to have a tremendous change in the number of mixes and the recycled nature of what we're adding to our mixes. I think the technology and the specifications are truly going to drive what mixes are for what application and when we do it and when we use this and when we use that. And I really think that it will become very specific needs for every for every need that we have and for every application. And I think beyond that, I really think that you're going to see innovative software that will actually change our mix designs as we go, even during a pour. And um, with getting feedback of what's happening on the job real time and what's happening in the trucks. And so all of this AI technology and knowledge about what's happening, it's just going to be very transformative. Yeah, I think there are some exciting things on the horizon. You know, the Innovations Award Ceremony that we had, as you pointed out, certainly had a number of different organizations and different individuals have really been uh, trying to push the push the envelope on what we can do. In light of that, though, what are the things that you think the next generation uh, of industry leaders should be mindful of as they look at the future of their own careers in the concrete industry? 
You know, I think increasingly technology is going to play a role in our business. I think the pace of that technology change is just going to increase. I think you're going to need future leaders that are more willing to adapt, more willing to think out of the box, to be able to put away the the old uh, tried and true, we've always done it this way mentality because um, our customers are changing and our ultimate customers are changing and our and expectations of us and uh, what the communities are wanting. So I really think that we're going to have to think much more about what's possible than what we've done in the past. I think that those that really embrace that change will really lead the industry and they will be successful. So I think it's a little bit scary, but it's also pretty exciting. Scary and exciting. That I think sums it up. I, I uh, you know, one of the things about uh, about your company um, that, I, that I like to talk about as it relates to next generation is that your evolution, Semstone's evolution over the five generations, I think it is, that your family has owned and operated the company. I'm curious about how Semstone has changed and what do you say to the next generation of your family members uh, as they begin to play a role in the evolution of your company going forward? Well, Greg, we're proud to be 96 years old this year. Our family has been involved in this business and this industry for obviously a long time. And, and frankly, we have always been open to change. But I would say historically, it, both for our company and for the industry, it's pretty much been pretty incremental change over the years. And obviously, we've taken great risks in terms of growing the business and trying new things. But I believe that the pace of that is only going to increase. And so the next generation for us, they'll have the ability to really change quickly and utilize technology uh, to create really just an exciting, you know, building product of the future, not necessarily of the past. You brought your your son with you to our convention uh, this year, and I think he must have had a chance to walk around ConExpo ConAg. It, can you give us a sense about what his reaction was to to being there? I mean, it was Vegas, so yeah, that's that's part of it, I suppose. Yeah, it was Vegas. Um, I the thing about the show that's amazing is. Even if you have nothing to do with our industry, it's an amazing assortment of cranes and trucks. And I mean, it is the greatest sandbox you've ever seen in your life. But beyond that, when you look a little deeper, what did you see? You saw the technology coming through. You saw electrification of almost everything. You saw AI technology. You saw robots in many different applications. And I think you saw just a glimpse of maybe where the industry is heading with supply challenges, with people challenges, and with becoming a more green industry. You saw the glimpses in many of the booths. So I think for someone who's in their 20s to see that, it's pretty exciting that we're a part of the solution and not necessarily just a part of the problem. That makes sense to me. I want to pivot a little bit here. You know, for me personally, as a relative newcomer to the industry, I think that unlike a lot of other industries, uh, the concrete industry, the ready mixed uh, concrete industry specifically, really is rooted in community. And that may be more true of a family owned and operated business like Semstone. 
but I think it's also true in the broader picture. And I, you know, you made a, uh, the decision uh, a couple of years back now to work with your peers across the country to sponsor the construction of concrete and, and insulated concrete form uh, habitat for humanity homes there in Minnesota. The industry has shown overwhelming support for this partnership, which I think uh, really speaks to our commitment to the communities where our companies work. Will you share though, will you share how you view Semstone's partnership uh, with local habitat chapters in Minnesota and I guess possibly elsewhere and why you were so quick to support these efforts? You know, Greg, one of the great things about our business is we'll have a retirement reception for a driver. And this driver, let's just say, has worked for us for 30 years. And when you talk to them, you know, they sense this pride that as they drive around town, they built that. They deliver to that project. And so I think that's one of the great things about our business is we build things. I think that our employees clearly have that connection to uh, we build houses and we build skyscrapers. And I think that that's where this program almost fits. It's the intersection that we build things and it's a it's a great house for a, for a family. And then you couple that with it's a great cause. And so when you can kind of be able to translate our love of building, and then you see that in that family, that not only are they getting a home and they're getting a home that is just very energy efficient and it's it's what we do, it makes us feel good. It makes them feel good. And it's just so easy why both here at Semstone and the industry has just embraced um this national partnership. And I think it's just one of the best things we've done. And I think we're seeing results that even in our local chapters, where we're seeing more and more um, adoption of ICF uh, technology in the homes, um, just being above grade uh, all the way up. So I think it's a great thing for our industry and ultimately for the habitat community. You are uh, a former NRMCA chairman. You obviously have a perspective as a former chairman and, and as a longtime member uh, of NRMCA and the importance of membership in the association. Um, I hope that you'll be willing to talk a little bit about why Semstone has remained uh, a, a member of NRMCA since I think 1985. Correct me if I don't have that right, but what do you say when other concrete producers ask about the value of NRMCA membership? Well, first and foremost, I would say it is our National Trade Association. Its only mission is to protect, promote, and help build our industry um, across many areas. So that's number one. But when I see the training and educational programs, how we can build in employee engagement by having employees engaged in their industry and to see a broader picture of, of the industry across the country. And then ultimately with promotion of best practices and, and what we're doing with technology of mixed designs and helping to promote specifications that help our industry. How can you not support an organization that is fighting day in and day out to make your business better? And so we've been a proud member, we have been a supporter, and we have been a promoter of being both a member of your uh, state association, but ultimately 
your national association because they they both play roles but i think it's vitally important that you know we are the industry and um we we want to be a part of making it it better Finally, I'd like to just ask you a question that that we really didn't go over before and haven't really talked about, and that's the CIM program. And I know I know you and Thor have both been involved in getting the the new uh, CIM program up uh, there in the Dakotas. I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind uh, talking a little bit about your interaction with the CIM program overall and the and the development of that new program there up in the uh, upper Midwest. You know, my brother Thor has been kind of instrumental leading that effort up here w- for us because as much as we really liked the CIM program before this, it, it was just difficult because of, uh, you know, there was an island, there was a hole in the middle of the country. And so we just weren't truly connected. We enjoyed their mission, but we weren't as connected just because of physical location. So when we kind of led that effort and um, took that on, it's been a really good program. I think that the committee that uh, Thor led, they really found a great school, a great partner. And I think that's the key to it. And um, the ability for us and our industry in the upper Midwest to have a school that produces kids that are interested in our business and in in our industry. It's just going to be a wonderful way to you know to seed the business. I still remember the recession of eight, nine, and ten when, in many ways, um, our industry lost so many young people just due to uh, layoffs and cutbacks. And so we have, we're still filling a hole, the void of that. And so believe it or not, that I believe that these people coming out of this program, their ability to to come into businesses and to quickly move up and to make a difference in that business's operations or sales or whatever it may be, they're going to have an amazing opportunity because they're not going to have to maybe wait like past generations. They will be in the spotlight or in being able to make a difference um, pretty quickly in their careers. And so I think that's exciting. But uh I think it's a great partnership, and I think it's just um, the key is just getting more and more people exposed to the the what if of our business. You got a sort of a, a captive audience here, and and I try to give this opportunity to the, to the folks that, that come on and are willing to be interviewed for the podcast. What is the overarching message um, that you would like to leave with our listeners today? Is there anything that, that I haven't asked about or that you have just a desire to kind of share about uh, things that you've seen and experienced in your time in the industry and as it relates to you know what's coming next? You know, in, in my 30 years in the business, so definitely we've seen change, right? We've seen things like GPS in the trucks. That was a big change. But I think that all of those changes are going to be doubled in the next five years. I I think that it's an industry that's, it's on the move. It, like I said earlier, it's really exciting and really scary at the same time. I think, I think that it has great opportunities. Um, But I really think that it's going to be different. I think we can position ourselves to be the building material of the future and not necessarily just the building material of the past. But I think we're going to have to 
make sure we're we're there. We're doing that because we need to make sure that we don't become like the typewriter. And the way we do that is uh, innovating and changing. And I think we have a unique product that actually solves many of the world's needs, but we have to do it in such a way that we're solving more uh, issues and problems for the society and we're doing it in a responsible manner. So I think it's exciting. I, I think uh, we just need to gather together as an industry and, and as more people into the industry that are just willing to take on the challenge. So uh, I think the sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Um, look, I want to thank you for for taking some time to, to, to chat with us today. Congratulations again on the uh, on the innovation award. And uh, as always, it's great uh, just to be able to have a conversation with you. So thank you. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Thanks for the time. We'd also like to take this opportunity to thank our Concrete Credentials podcast listeners. Please remember to subscribe to Concrete Credentials, which is available wherever you get your podcasts. We also strongly encourage your participation in this important conversation. Please reach out to us with your thoughts and feedback, as well as your suggestions for future content by emailing concretecredentials at nrmca.org. Thank you all and see you in a couple of weeks.